Welcome to the LifeGate Podcast. Our vision is changing lives in a changing culture with the unchanging truth. Our prayer is that these weekly messages will inspire you to life change through the principles found in God's Word. For more information, visit us online at LifeGateBurleson.com. Well, good morning, everybody. How we doing? Man, it's so great to see all of you this morning excited about the Christmas season. Come on, how many excited about Christmas? Only a few more days away. I'm excited about this series that we started last week called Unexpected. So everybody say Unexpected. And we're going to get to more of that in just a minute. But let me just challenge you. You do not want to miss next Sunday. In fact, everybody just look at your neighbor. Just point at him and say, don't miss next Sunday. Come on, tell them. Don't miss next Sunday. Look at your other neighbor over there on the other side. Don't miss next Sunday. Next Sunday, we've got so many great things planned next Sunday as we celebrate Christmas with our LifeGate family Christmas. We will have a candlelight service, all kinds of Christmas music, a message that God has put on my heart that I believe is for you and is for those that you will invite to be with you next week. It's going to be a great time as well. We have pictures with Santa for all of the kids next Sunday, so you're going to want to get the kids pumped up and ready for that. And then how many of you will help me by inviting somebody to come with you next week? Come on, how many will help me on that? Invite someone. In fact, let me just tell you something. Christmas time is one of our biggest opportunities to reach people who are not in church, who need to be in church, because how many know that there are really kind of two times a year, Easter and Christmas, that people who would not go to church any other time of year will come to church on Easter and Christmas, and so it provides us an incredible opportunity. In fact, some of you have friends, you have neighbors, you have co-workers, you have family members, you have people in your life that you know need to be in church, that you know may not be where they need to be with the Lord, but God wants to draw them into relationship with him. And maybe just maybe he might want to use you to do it. And so this is what I would challenge you to do this week over this next six days between now and next Sunday, be praying for someone that you know that needs a relationship with the Lord, and then just extend them an invite this week. And we're going to believe they're going to come next Sunday. They may be coming for the pictures with Santa or for the candlelight service, but we're believing that God is going to work in their lives and bring them to relationship with him. How many will help me on that? Amen. All over the room. Thank you so much for that. Hey, let's jump into the message today. Let me ask you just a, a question. Just kind of kick this off here today. How many of you, when, or you're the kind of people that when something, when you hear the doorbell ring and someone is at the door, you're one of those kind of people that is like, man, I'm so excited that someone's coming over. I jump up, go see who's at the door. Come on, how many of you, that's you all over the room? Like one or two of you in the house. Okay, how many of you are on the other side? Like when the doorbell rings, you're like, let's pretend we're not home. Come on, all over the room. I mean, that is you guys all over the room. In fact, it's funny, isn't it? Like, uh, it used to be different, like maybe 15, 20 years ago when the doorbell would ring or something, somebody would knock at the door. It's like, turn on all the lights. The whole family is running to the door because, oh, it's 
company, right? You know, like kids are running in, sliding on their socks, going, who's here, you know, and, and whatever. It's like, company, come on in, welcome to our home. But nowadays, like when the doorbell rings, it's like, shut off all the lights, all the kids, get down. Let's pretend nobody is home, right? I mean, it's crazy, the difference. And you know, that scenario kind of makes me think of this story that we're going to look at a little bit today. In fact, we started this series last week called Unexpected, and we started talking about what happens when the unexpected happens in your life, and how many know we all have surprises at times? In fact, we all have those times when things didn't quite go as we expected them to, or the way that we kind of planned them to go in our lives, and sometimes those surprises come along. Sometimes they have a tendency to kind of knock us back just a little bit, maybe kind of catch us off guard. But here's what we learned last week is that nothing ever surprises God. How many are thankful for that, right? Like God's never freaked out. He's never like, hey, you know, get the other two members of the Trinity in here. We got to have an emergency meeting because we weren't expecting that to happen. I mean, no, no, no. God knows and has a plan for our lives. And here's the deal. Sometimes he will even use the unexpected moments in our lives actually to position us and to place us right where he wants us to be, that God always has a plan. And so last week we talked about, hey, what happens when the unexpected expectations, like we have certain expectations for what our life will look like and what happens when those expectations aren't met. Now today, here's what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about unexpected interruptions. So everybody say interruptions. Interruptions. And we're going to look at this guy in the Christmas story who experienced an unexpected interruption. In fact, it's, it's a guy in this story that kind of doesn't get a whole lot of love. In fact, I don't think I've ever preached a, a message on this guy in the story, but it kind of reminds me of that idea of the doorbell ringing and it's an interruption to our lives. In fact, we see this story in the book of Luke chapter 2 and verse number 4. In fact, let's just take a look at it together. It's on the screens or if you have your Bibles, you can follow along today or on your LifeGate app. Let's take a look in verse number four. It says, so Joseph left Nazareth, a town in Galilee, and he went to the town of Bethlehem in Judea, known as the town of David. And Joseph went there because he was from the family of David. Joseph registered with Mary to whom he was engaged and was now pregnant. Now while they were in Bethlehem, the time came for Mary to have the baby and she gave birth to her first son. Look at this line here today. Because there was what? No room left in the end. Now last week we talked about Mary and Joseph and you can imagine what life was like for them. But I want you to use your imagination for a minute and think what was it like on that night for the guy who was the keeper of the inn? I mean, just imagine, here's the guy, I mean, put yourself in his shoes. It's like, hey, it's kind of getting late. I got plans for the night. Like I'm crawling in bed. I'm already in my PJs. Like maybe I'm going to watch my shows on the DVR. I mean, here he is, and you know, probably watching Bethlehem's Got Talent or something. And I mean, he's just like, that joke went better than I thought. All right, that's good. And, and like, and like he's just kicked back, like I'm ready for the night, about to doze off. And then all of the sudden there's this knock 
at the door. And he's thinking in his mind, I don't know if I really want to get up and get the door. Maybe he checked his app on his ring doorbell to look at the video doorbell and see who is there. And as he looks, he sees a man and his wife who are nine, and she's nine months pregnant, about to have a baby. Imagine what he's thinking. He's thinking, I ain't got time for this. Like I already had my night kind of planned out the way that I thought that it was going to go. Imagine he's thinking, this is going to take a while. Come on, you know what I'm saying? Should I really get up and go to the door? And here's the deal. Isn't this the way God moves in our lives so many times? So many times it will be those unexpected interruptions. When God knocks at the door of our life, And he gives us a detour, a different plan than what we had expected. And sometimes it even comes in the form of what we might see as an interruption. In fact, I see this all throughout the Bible. I mean, over and over and over when God shows up in someone's life. I mean, I think about Moses. Here's a guy who's just out in the field tending to his father-in-law's sheep. He had his plans. He had his life the way that he wanted his life to work. And then all of the sudden, out of nowhere, God interrupts his life in the form of a burning bush and begins to talk to Moses about a plan that God wanted to use Moses to release the people of God from slavery. Man, I think about the story of Elisha. You may remember that one. Here he is. He's out in the field, plowing the field with his oxen and taking care of his business, just doing his normal job the way that he would normally do it. But all of the sudden, out of nowhere, Elijah comes along. And in the form of Elijah, God interrupts his life and says, I've got something different, something better, something greater for your life. I think about the disciples who were just tending to their nets. That's what they were. It's what they did. They were fishermen. And then all of a sudden, Jesus comes along and interrupts their plans and says, come and follow me. And isn't that the way God works in our lives so many times? Man, I've seen it so many times in my life. I, I remember it was about maybe about 15 years ago now. I was a pastor of a church out in Midland, Texas. Any Midlanders in the house? Come on, all my West Texas people. Like two of you, thank you for that call out. <laughs> Love it. And here I am, pastoring a great church. I had plans to just stay there and just, you know, raise my family there. I had a little one-year-old and a little two-year-old. This was the, the place that my, uh, my wife had grown up and really place I'd gone to high school. This was my hometown and we pastored a great church, had no plans to do anything really all of that different. And one Sunday, I came to church and as I came to come to the beginning of the message, just kind of like I am right now, as I walk to the stage, the Lord just dropped a thought in my mind. And these were the words that I heard in my mind. The Lord said, I'm finishing with you here. 
Now, how many know that's kind of an inconvenient time to tell me? You know what I'm saying? Like a little distracting. I'm trying to preach the sermon here, Lord. Don't you want people to hear the message? And all through my mind, all I could think was this interruption, these words that the Lord had said that your time here is finishing and I have something different for you. And that began to kind of lead me on this process of praying and fasting and seeking the Lord and asking God what he had next for us that led to us moving our family here to to Burleson, to plant a church, and here we are today, all because of this unexpected interruption. And here's what I believe that maybe would happen for some of you today. In fact, this is what I've been praying all week long for some of you, that some of you, you have your plans, and you've got your ideas of what your life is going to look like. But today, that you might have an encounter with God, that God might just knock at the door of your heart and maybe just interrupt some of the plans that you had, some of the ideas and some of the thoughts that you thought this was the way your life was going to go, but God might just just unexpectedly today might just bring about an interruption to change the course of your life to go in the direction that God wants you to go. In fact, today I want to talk about it unexpected interruptions and I want to just see uh, really three things about it today if you're taking notes you can write these three things down the first one is simply this is that God's interruptions are often inconvenient everybody say inconvenient how many know that to be true like when God interrupts your life most of the time, it's at the most inconvenient time. It's usually when you're kind of in the middle of something else. In fact, last week I told you our story of the most, the biggest surprise of my entire life, the, the biggest unexpected moment of my life. I was 39 years old and I had two teenage daughters and I thought, man, I, I got my life mapped out. I'm going to be 46 years old and both of my kids are going to be graduated from high school and in to college and I'm going to be, you know, a very young empty nester and I'm just going to enjoy all this time with my young wife and we're going to travel and I'm going to play golf and I got it all planned out and then in June of 2015 I got an unexpected interruption. Come on, right? And all of a sudden, my wife says, hey, something that's supposed to happen every month that hadn't happened this month, and what's going on? And suddenly, all of my plans are changed. Suddenly, now, I'm gonna have, we're going to have a baby, and suddenly, man, this is like not real convenient, Lord. I'm like, you know, I had it all planned out, and now instead of being 46, whenever, you know, whenever my kids are graduated, now I'm going to be 58 when my son graduates high and instead of being the young empty nester, I'm going to be the old guy who's taking my kid to the school and going to his program and everybody going, oh, your grandson is so cute. And I'm going, no, that's my son, right? Come on, how many know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, like, this is inconvenient, messing up my golf plans, although now I kind of figured it out. I'm just going to go golfing with my son. Come on, right? But how many know... Like, it's inconvenient. I mean, think about it. I mean, baby diapers <laughs> kind of put an inconvenience in your life. I mean, you know, buying those diapers. And then, and then the midnight feedings, like, those are inconvenient for, for my wife. They were very inconvenient. <laughs> 
and, you know, finding a babysitter and picking up the toys and, and all that stuff. Like, it places an inconvenience on my life. And here's the deal. How many know when God interrupts your life, oftentimes it'll be inconvenient. Oftentimes it'll be a little bit un, uncomfortable, a little bit challenging. I mean, we talked last week about Mary, and here she is. She's got a plan for her life and the way she expects her life to kind of play out. And then all of a sudden, an angel of the Lord interrupts her life and says, you're going to have a baby. And she's like, I'm not even married. I'm still a virgin. How am I, how am I going to explain this? And what's Joseph going to think? And, 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 and then think about Joseph. It wasn't exactly convenient for him either. Like, I'm going to marry my, my you know, high school sweetheart heart and I got it planned out and now suddenly you're telling me like I'm going to be a dad and I got to raise a kid and I got to provide now for not just my wife but for a kid and then not only that but this kid's going to be the the son of God he's going to be the savior of the world I mean think about the pressure of that and then suddenly like we have to hide our child because the king wants to kill all the babies and we got to move to a new a new community I mean think about this is not exactly convenient think about uh, we're going to talk about them next week but the shepherd in the field when all of a sudden they are interrupted by the angels and they say hey come to Bethlehem to see the newborn king and they're going well this ain't convenient because I got all these sheep that I'm supposed to be taking care of and how are we going to get there and what are we going to do and then you think about the innkeeper when they knock at the door and he's like man I had my plans and then he goes and finds them a stable but you think about whoever owned and kept the stable like they had to get up and they had to be inconvenienced and you think about the wise men I mean what exactly convenient for them to travel all those miles and follow a star and over and over and over you see that God interrupts our lives and when he does his interruptions are oftentimes inconvenient and uncomfortable in our lives how many have experienced this here's what I want you to see number two if you're taking notes God's interruptions are often inconvenient, but I want, I want you to see this about it. It's a different perspective that God's interruptions are also often invitations. Everybody say invitations. See, here's the deal. When God shows up and interrupts our lives, sometimes we see it as an inconvenience, but here's the way I really want you to see it. Maybe just maybe it's not an inconvenience. Maybe it's an invitation. Maybe God is showing up, knocking at your door with something that you weren't planning, with something that wasn't maybe on your radar, but maybe just maybe he has interrupted your life to invite you into a plan that is better than the plan that you had. I mean, you think about the story as, as Mary and Joseph knocked on the door of the innkeeper he had a plan for his life. He had a plan for that night. And it was an inconvenient interruption. And yet at the same time, it was also an invitation. An invitation into the story that God would tell of the salvation of the world. It was an invitation to be a part of something bigger than that man had ever planned for his own life. You think about Mary and Joseph when the angels showed up on that day. It was an 
invitation to be a part of God's plan of salvation for the world. Over and over throughout the scripture, when Moses was in the field and when Elisha was taking care of uh, plowing his field and the oxen and, and on and on and on, you can go when the disciples were taking care of their nets. When Jesus showed up into their life, yes, he inconvenienced them. He interrupted what they were doing, but he interrupted them in order to invite them into something greater than they had planned. On that day when I stood on that stage and God began to drop that into my heart that my time was finishing there and he had something else for me. Oh man, it felt inconvenient at the time, but I'm so glad that I accepted his invitation to move forward in the new plan that he had for me. And that's why I'm standing here today. And there are some of you that in the same way, God might want to knock on the door of your heart and he may want to say, open up to me. I have something that is greater in store for you than even what you might have expected for your own life. Unexpected interruptions. Oftentimes, God's interruptions are inconvenient. Oftentimes, God's interruptions are invitations into something greater, which leads me to my third point today, and that is this, that God's interruptions, although they are often inconvenient and often invitations, let me just tell you something, they are always intended for your good. When God interrupts your life, Let me tell you something. He hasn't interrupted your life to hurt you or to harm you, but because he has something good for you. In fact, it reminds me of the story in the Old Testament. Another guy named Joseph, not the father of Jesus, but the Joseph of the Old Testament. You may remember his story. Boy, he had a dream that God had put in his life. And that dream didn't exactly come about in the way that he expected it or thought that it would come about. His plans didn't quite go the way that he had in his mind because he told his brothers about the dream. And you may remember the story, his brothers were jealous and angry. And so what did they do? They beat him up and they threw him into a, a pit. How many know that'll interrupt your life just a little bit, right? And there he is in the pit and they decide to sell him into slavery and they take him to a, for, a foreign land And there he ends up in prison. How many know this is probably not the way Joseph saw his life kind of going or going. It wasn't part of his five-year plan for the dream of his life. It was an interruption to his life. And yet all along the Bible says that God was with Joseph in the pit. That God was with Joseph when he went into slavery. That God was with Joseph when he went into the prison. And when you get to the end of the story and there Joseph is and he's facing those same brothers that beat him up and that threw him into a prison. But I want you to see what what it says in Genesis chapter 50 and verse number 20. Look what Joseph says about it. He says to his brothers, you intended to harm me, but look look what it says. But God did what? God intended it for what? For good. To accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. Some of you right now, man, you've had some interruptions that have happened in your life, things that you were not expecting to happen and maybe they have inconvenienced you. Maybe they have, maybe they have been uncomfortable. Maybe at times they have been a little bit scary or a little bit painful, but here's what I want you to understand is that even in those times, God's intentions for you are always good. In fact, Romans 8, 28, one of my favorite verses in the whole Bible, that's what it says. It says, we know that in all things that are happening, 
even the things we weren't expecting, even the things that are inconvenient and uncomfortable, even the things that are maybe a little bit scary and painful, in all things that happen, every situation, good and bad, this is what is happening. God is at work. He's working them all together for what? For, for good. For those of us that love God. And they're called according to his purpose. And here's what I want to tell you today. Like, if you love God, and if you're called according to his purpose, even the things that you don't expect, even the things that you don't like, even the things that are painful in your life, God is using them for good in your life if you will trust him. So some of you say, well, what do I do? What do I do? Like, if I've experienced these interruptions, these God interruptions in my life, what do I do? Well, you got, you got two choices the way I see it when it comes to the, the innkeeper. I think you had two choices. The first one is this, write it down, is that, is that you can close the door. And isn't this what most people kind of do? God starts knocking. He starts pounding on the door of our life. And, and we go, man, that's too inconvenient. That's too difficult. That's too painful. And so we just kind of, we just kind of close the door. In fact, some of you, God is speaking to your heart right now. He is knocking at the door of your heart. And he's saying, man, I've got some stuff. I got some things. Maybe, maybe I want you to go over and pray for that person. And, and maybe I want you to invite that person over and, and tell them your story. Or, or, or maybe, maybe I, I want you to, to give in that that offering or I want you to invite someone to church next Sunday or I want you to get on a life team and start serving and God is tugging at the at the at the at our hearts he's knocking at the door and saying open up to me and so many times it's easy to go yeah but I had other plans and I was doing other stuff and I don't really have time to do that thing God that you want me to do because that will be inconvenient and that will be difficult and uncomfortable and painful and so our tendency is just to kind of close the door of our hearts and kind of act like nobody is home. In fact, it reminds me of a story in the, Old, in the New Testament of this guy. The Bible called him a rich young ruler. Obviously, the Lord was dealing with his heart because he came to Jesus. He said to Jesus, what do I have to do to, what do I have to do to be saved? What do I have to do to be a follower of Christ? And Jesus said, Knowing the guy's heart, knowing that he was rich and he had all of these things and knowing where his priorities were, Jesus said to him, well, you got to go and you got you to sell everything that you own and you got to put it behind you and you got to come and you've got to follow after me. How many know that would be an inconvenient interruption in that guy's life? And is Jesus saying to all of us, we got to sell everything we own to follow him? No, no, no. But Jesus knew this guy's heart. And as he knocked on the door of his heart, the Bible says that the rich young ruler, this is what he did. He went away sadly because he wasn't willing to open the door. He wasn't willing to be inconvenienced or uncomfortable to follow Jesus. And here's the deal. I believe that there are some that maybe are even in this room today that there is, you have, you you have missed out on the joy of the invitation that God has for you to follow his purpose. Because maybe you thought it's too hard, it's too difficult, it's too inconvenient, I can't do it. You've decided to close the door. Do you know what the scripture says in Revelation? That Jesus is still at the door of your heart and he's knocking. And he's saying, if you'll open up, I'll come in. And my purposes and my plans that I have for you are far better than what you had planned for yourself. You got two choices. You can either close the door or here's what you can do. Number two, write this down. You can make room. Everybody say make room. 
See, this is what happened with the innkeeper. You know, at first, at first glance, you read the story, you hear the story, you think, man, like this guy, what kind of person would turn away a pregnant lady who's about to have a baby and say, there's no room for you in the inn? But when you look at it a little bit deeper, you realize, wait a minute, there's more to the story than that. He didn't, he didn't turn them away. What did he do? He actually, he actually made a place for them. In fact, most of us in our, you know, in our Western culture kind of a mindset, when we hear this, you know, word, no room at the inn, in our minds, we have a, a picture of what an inn would look like. We think like a hotel, right? We're thinking like, you know, we drive up to the hotel, you go into the lobby, got a little welcome desk, got, you know, a place for people to sit around. Then you got all these rooms that people can go in and close the door. And that's what we think about when we think about an inn. But actually in that culture, that wasn't what an inn was like at all. In fact, an inn was really more like a courtyard and it was more like they had these little these little places for people to set up their tents it was an outdoor thing think like a like a koa campground or something that's what an inn was like and so when they came to when they came to the innkeeper and he saw that mary was pregnant about to give birth and he looked around at the courtyard with all these little stalls to put tents in and he said we don't have any of these but here's what he was thinking in his mind he was thinking this is not the best place to have a baby anyway because it's out in the open air and there's not very much privacy and so this is what he did he said I'm willing to be interrupted to make room for you that this is not even the best place to have the baby anyway but I'll take you to where we keep the animals now in our minds we think that was like a barn or something but that's not what it was it was like a cave that you could go in and and she would be secluded and it would be private and it would be it would be warmer it would be a better place to have a baby. In other words, here's this man that we like to give a hard time and go, how could he turn them away? But he didn't turn them away. He was willing to get up and be inconvenienced and find a place for them in his life. Some of you, that's you. You got to decide. When God knocks at the door of my life, will I be willing to be inconvenienced? Will I be willing to be uncomfortable Well, I'd be willing to say, that's not what I had planned. And it seems like I have no room in my life for that. But God, I am willing to step back and I am willing to make room for whatever you have in my life. See, God wants to interrupt your life today. Your plans that you think are the greatest plans, but maybe he has an even better plan for you. It might be inconvenient. But maybe just maybe it's an invitation and his intentions are always good. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes with me today? Lord, God, I thank you. God, that you have interrupted our lives. God, in such a way that all we have to do is respond. And God, I know that right now there are people that maybe you are knocking at the door of their life. Maybe there are those that have not yet come to a place of surrendering their life to you. Maybe it's because of all kinds of different things. Maybe because in their mind they think, man, that's that's gonna change everything. And yes, it does change everything. But God, I pray that today that you would help them to know that it changes it for the good. Oh, it's not easy. It's not always comfortable or convenient, but it's for the good. God, maybe there are others that are here today that maybe they're already following you, but there are areas of their life where you're tugging at their heart. May today, may their 
hearts be open to respond. I pray it in Jesus' name. His heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Maybe you're in this room today and maybe that's some of you and you would have to say, you know what, I know I'm not where I should be in my relationship with God. And even right now, the Holy Spirit is tugging at my heart and there's this struggle to say, but if I answer the door, oh, it's gonna change everything. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to change my priorities and change my life to follow God's ways. And, and maybe, you'd even, maybe you're even struggling with that, but I want you to understand deep down inside today, God's plan is better than your plan. And his intentions for you are always good. Would you trust him?